Feel it coming in the air Yeah And there's screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Come on Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who Sorry. go on this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Gordon Lasso Sports Hall We are live, it's the start of a new week Monday morning uh, Alex Clancy's in the studio along with Demarie Lachey. Sounds like an yeah. echo. You, you guys hear that? Yeah, a little bit. It's just little. maybe. That actually don't sound bad, but it, it's an echo. Uh, welcome to the show. We got a lot to talk about. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in if you want to join the show. If you know the show, it goes by fast. Uh, we're going to try to limit some of the breaks. Uh, I think once we get going, but who knows. This is the show. Talk a little about LeBron James changing his number, uh, going back to 23. I don't know what that's about, but uh, we'll try to get into it and voice our own opinions on it. Alex Clancy's Lakers have a new coach. Um, does that is that a good fit in football season? Is it upon us? It is here. We talked about camps last time. We talked about uh, Friday was the camps being started. Buffalo Bills and who was the Giants or somebody else? The Giants, yeah, they started Thursday. They started Thursday because yeah. they are playing in the Hall of Fame game. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, I am making my reservations to go out there to watch Anelius Williams go into the Hall of Fame. Great guy, great football player. Um, played the game how it's supposed to be played. I also want to get into, I want to touch again on uh, Ray Rice's situation. So many um, issues have been made about that, um, and, I, and I personally feel that the NFL and Roger Goodell and his inconsistency of punishment dropped the ball on that. We, I, I know, I speak for myself, but I like to speak for these two guys. No one condones that type of violence uh, in any situation. Um, so, so, so saying that to say we'll touch on uh, the Ray Wright situation a little bit more and we get into that. But I don't want to, I don't want to be, uh, you know, it was all NFL um, role models again. I'll go back to the role model situation uh, that we talked about. But first, let's talk about the Lakers head coach, Alex. Um, they have a new head coach. Uh, it was stressed that they have to play defense. Um, they, you know, you always got to ask the superstar and was it imperative that they had to ask Kobe Bryant about the, the new head coach in the Los Angeles Lakers? I mean, Kobe has a two-year deal. Is he going to play any more than that? But this team is asked to play defense, which I didn't see a lot of that last year. But here, here we go with the words of rebuilding again. The Lakers usually that team that rebuild a lot quicker than others, but this doesn't seem to be the case as of yet. So we'll see where we go, especially with the free agent frenzy. And it was more about... Carmelo Anthony and more about LeBron James and where these guys were going to go. The mainstay in the Los Angeles Lakers is the Kobe Brown. Is this new coach going to be the the actor, the answer for these guys? I mean, I don't think they're ever. No, to answer your question, uh, Byron Scott had a pretty good stint in New Orleans when Chris Paul was there. Uh, but besides that, he hasn't done much. And he took the Cleveland Cavaliers job hoping that LeBron would stay there. Uh, but that was before he went to Miami. And I, he's really not proven uh, across the board as a coach uh, yeah I mean they don't have they don't have a lot to work with there I understand that it's going to be definitely a learning process for everybody I just don't think that any other top tier guys wanted to coach there like Rick Adelman's still out there the Lakers could have grabbed him instead of Rudy Tomjanovich years ago when Rudy only you know coached for half a year 
Uh, and Rick Edelman is one of the proven ones. Jeff Van Gundy doesn't seem like he's going to come out of the booth ever again. So this was probably you know one of the only choices they had to make. And and Byron Scott's a Laker. He was always a Laker. He played for Indiana for a stint, but he he was he was there for all the championships. So I understand keeping it in the family. Yeah, but I don't know if they. Uh, I don't know if my sound is you know. But uh, the Lakers is um, Brian Scott being asked, and I asked Demry, um, do you think he got a fair shot in uh, Cleveland? Uh, did he have the right personnel to work with, or even even so the management? But I think the Lakers have a better management than a lot of teams across the board, and what they've done in the past and and their direction to rebuild teams. It's Brian Scott, and I ask you this. The answer, and if not, who is the answer? And I, I think, um, you know, coming out the booth, you're talking about guys coming out the booth. I, I don't, I don't know. Joe, John <laughs> Gruden, John Gruden can have a lot of head coaching jobs, but yeah. what he does and the money he makes and the time he put in, I don't even know if it makes sense. But you know, you, you got to go in the direction of the, where these guys' passion is and and what makes sense as far as their health is concerned. But Byron Scott issue with the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Asking him to play defense, and he becoming a new head coach for the Lakers. Or uh, at this point in the time, when some leads already started, is he the answer, or could he be the answer? Well, I see it as he gonna, he's going to keep fans in the stands. Of course, he's a, being a former Laker, being with the Showtime Lakers. You know, a lot of your diehard Laker fans is going to be around and going to come back and support Byron Scott. You know, he didn't get a fair share in Cleveland. Um, it was pretty much a setup for him to fail in which he did he struggled coming off coming off a great um, stint that he had in New Orleans like Alex um, claimed earlier but I think it's a great choice for the Lakers uh, with him being um, made his career basically in the Laker uniform in the Laker nation he's a great coach to you know coach one superstar and then he can uh, like he did with Chris Paul down in New Orleans he was he was a great one superstar player coach, and he can adapt to the, play, the other players around. He can um, play with Kobe Bryant and like how they play with uh, Chris Paul down in New Orleans. So I think he's a good like superstar. If he has one superstar on his team or a star, he can make the other team, the other guys get better. And that's, I think, what the Lakers need in that direction right now. Um, that team just needs to get better right now with the pieces they have because I think they got good little talents with Nick Young coming back. Um, Xavier Henry had a um, good good first outing before All-Star weekend, before All-Star break. So uh, I think they got some great little pieces put together. Um, Byron Scott, I'm excited to see him. He can mix, mix and match some of those uh, lineups that he has. Yeah, and, I mean, you got to think, when Chris Paul was young in New Orleans, Byron Scott was there. So yeah. I, you, could, you could say that even though Chris Paul probably had a skill set well beyond his years when he came into the league, Byron Scott was there to help. And you have Julius Randle, you have uh, Jordan uh, Clarkson now, and you have these young guys that they need to cultivate because this is potentially the future of the Lakers, and that's also pending Jordan making the team. But I think he'll be fine, and I think the Lakers as a whole now are starting to realize how lucky they were up until now. I mean, all these, uh, the timing and everything of Shaq being able to come to the Lakers, Kobe, that trade for Vlade working out, all of these things happening, Phil Jackson uh, with Michael Jordan retiring, coming to coach the Lakers. Like, a lot of things worked exactly in the Lakers' favor for the last 50 years. They've, they've only missed the playoffs like six times. And you don't think, uh, Brian Scott, this might work in their favor? Because when Chris Paul did come in and he was able to mentor, he was able, a guy who played the game, who understood the game uh, from all aspects, if you, if you ask me, but then you get a young talent in Chris Paul and you have that young team in New Orleans, 
he was able to mentor those guys on the on the court. And we had, we looked at the Los I'm sorry, we looked at the Boston Celtics, and they had a coach that did the same thing. You look at what the Clippers have now. Clippers are not that team without that coach, and so we got to find the right coach. I don't care how much talent you got. I have to manage that talent and put the right chemistries together on the, on the basketball court. Now those guys can go out and play a, a nice pickup game and be entertaining, but the end game is trying to win championships. So um, to one of your comments, Demery, you know it, he was set up to fail, and I don't know if organizations. I, I believe organizations still do things like that, and maybe the wrong words to set up to fail. Uh, my point is that they put him in a position to okay, let's coach this team. We want you to coach this team for four years, but we are looking for a better coach. You were just a result, one of the guys that were out there that would take this job right now. But when we get our team better, we're going to find another coach. Even if the yeah. team getting better um, as an organization, the Lakers, let's say the Lakers, for example, are getting better with Brian Scott, they would probably still be looking for another coach or a better coach. And the Lakers having that name, I don't think they needed him to bring fans in. I think Los Angeles Lakers bring the fans in. Yeah. You, you want to go to, even with the Lakers down here, you want to go to a Laker game as opposed to the Clipper game, but I think as of right now today where I sit, the Clippers is a better game to go watch. Exactly. Yeah, uh, totally. But, I mean, one thing that Doc, that uh, Brian Scott has that not many, if any, other coaches have in the NBA right now is championships as a player and being an integral part of being you know on the court to win those championships. And, yes, they had one of the uh, most star-studded lineups in NBA history to win those championships. And, again, they got lucky by drafting Magic, drafting James Worthy, all of these things that happened organically through the draft. He has that experience that Thibodeau doesn't have. The Greg Popovich doesn't even have. Like, there are things that to be said for that. Granted, coaching is completely different than playing, but he has that veteran leadership that he can share with Kobe, and that's the mutual respect that Kobe and Byron Scott have for each other. They've yeah. both won multiple rings as a Laker. Well, you got a guy like Byron Scott, a guy who's um, he's put that work in on and off the basketball court, and you got teammates or players, if you will, that come in and don't respect that, then you need to start making changes. Then you can't give them a credit card and tell them don't go spend. You have to give them car blush to go get the right players to fit the team that he's trying to build for the next four years. Uh, a lot of times, organizations, the head of teams, GMs, they'll tell you, we want you as a coach, but we'll pick the players. Well, they don't have the chemistry with the players. They're going off what they see. A lot, a lot of what we do from the studio, we're going off what we see. We've never talked to those players. We don't have a, a, a passion of what they do. Uh, well maybe I'm sorry. Maybe we have a passion what they do, but we don't know how their passion is towards that next step mm-hmm. or next level of being great or becoming better. So when you got a guy and Byron Scott is a head coach, then give him the right credit card. Let him talk to the veteran Kobe Bryant. Let them talk to some of those veterans around there and then have a, a, a great dialogue on and off the court with the GM or whomever's in the bus. Have a great dog, dialogue with that guy and say, well, this is what we need. This is the chemistry. If we're going to build a team my way, don't have me here as a pawn, uh, as, we, as I mentioned, to build a team. And then as you started looking for a better coach when this team is already set and the Lakers are back to a prominence or, or back to relevance uh, that the Lakers have been, and now I'm out of a job because I built this team. Right. Two questions. One, do you think that Kobe, and this is Kobe going, getting older and older and older. He's got a couple years left. He'll probably play four years. I think he, I don't think this is his last contract. Number, number one, do you think that Kobe will ever be able to be more of a mentor as opposed to just being, uh, just being him and then the rest of the team? And two, do you think that them sucking last year built camaraderie among all the young guys because that's so important, especially for teams that are unproven and you know th- that aren't that aren't full of veterans. I'll say right. 
I'll, I'll say real quick that um, a lot of some of those guys are still impressed with playing with the Lakers. I didn't see any camaraderie. They played better at the end of the season. But you have Xavier Henry and Nick Young. All they, they get excited. Yeah. They they're happy for each other. I've never seen Pau Gasol jump as high as he did after Nick Young hit his huge shot early in the season. Yeah, but that they haven't had that all year. So when you when you see that <laughs> when you see that, yeah, I'm excited. For, I was excited for them when they hit shots like that. But you haven't seen that from a dominant team in the uh, uh, past teams of the Lakers. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I thought I think some of those guys are just, you know, they still happy. They looking at the banners and say, "Oh, I'm playing for the Los Angeles." They're just placeholders. I don't know. I don't know so no, much. I, I think, think so. I don't think they placeholder. I think they they say, "Okay, this is our team. We got to take care of business. What we do to get better. Don't look for a coach to do that. Go in that locker room and find out what it's going to take to get better." We do have Pal, we did have Pal Gasol on our team. Kobe Brown, as far as the mentorship is concerned, I think he's always done that. I think you think so. Yeah, I think for yeah. the past five years. Then why Kobe, does nobody want to play with him? Because they want, because Kobe, the ball has to go through Kobe. Mm-hmm. So if I'm worth my weight, I think I, I want that ball too. I want it too. Well, you found guys like great Steve Nash, who's a Hall of Famer, went there. And uh, granted, he was hurt a lot, but he went there and he's the one with the ball in his hands. So mm-hmm. yeah. I got to give it to Kobe. Um, and and I, you know, I finished that and I'll let Demery weigh in on it. Well, we'll take a quick break. Sorry for the tef- technical difficulties that we had earlier. It has been, has been fixed now. So, um, Life Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Demery Shea. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. We are live. Uh, you know, I apologize because I said I wasn't going to take a break, but. Just got in the habit of taking a break around this time. Yeah. So, you know, the show, because the conversation was going pretty good. And the question was from Alex that has Kobe been a mentor or do I think Kobe can be a mentor? And I, and I feel personally that, you know, he has been that guy. Kobe understands that the end is now. Uh, you said a couple more years, this two year there. I, I think four years also. But that's all predicated on these oh. next two years. And injury wise, yeah, too. Yeah, and injury wise. Uh, if he, and he has been one of those guys who can change his game where he doesn't, he's not. Driving and dunking and doing all that, getting into paint 
as much as possible. He hit that 12-footer, turn around, back him down. Uh, he has been that guy, a professional in the sport that can change his game where he can prolong his career maybe four more years. I know he has a two-year deal. Uh, he has had Achilles uh, and a knee injury for the past two years. So why guys haven't played there? Has he been a mentorship? I think the young guys, uh, to finish up the question, to finish up my answer, I think the young guys now have to come together. They have, a vet, they have and, and they should, this is a professional sport. But if you want to get back to being relevant in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers, and when you got that team over right next to you playing in the same building, drawing just as much, if not more, attention, these young guys have to come together right now. And, and then you got the Kobe Bryant, who I feel has to be that mentorship. Yeah. I thought he was a mentorship and, you know, for the past five, six years. I thought he was bringing guys along. But when you had Paul Gasol, and you expect so much from a guy in Paul Gasol, and, and he... And, and you don't see that um, And I don't, I'm not in their locker room Just outside looking in Yeah that frustrates you When you expect somebody to do so much um, Because you know them And I think they are good friends Powell and Kobe But when you know When you expect some, something from somebody And then you just get disappointed It's just like it, It's a letdown So it gets frustration Sometimes that shows out on court We see it and we talk about it Then we start labeling Kobe As some different guy Yeah I mean I see Kobe Kobe is, is a great leader to me because it's to me it's that uh, depending on the level you are at, in your career if you're like um kind of a veteran after your first few seasons he mentors those players better than uh the normal say your your rookies your second year players because look what he did with like the USA team with LeBron Carmelo um that team like they said their whole mindset changed because of what Kobe Bryant um, came in and did with them Like he created friendships When the last time You ever heard Kobe Having friends They were like saying He was always an assassin Yeah He was always the assassin But then These the guys was like Yo Kobe's cool Like he's He's giving me Stuff that I need To take my game To another level If you want to take Your game to another level Kobe will do that for you So I mean You got guys Coming in Like Nick Young And Xavier Henry I mean those are good, Great wing Good ring, wing players In the NBA But you know that team was just so disboggled last season. Now you bring those guys back, so they they went through a mess last year. So those guys are going to be mentally tougher to focus in more on the game of basketball, of winning championships back. So bringing that those, those core group of guys back with Kobe now being more in the locker room, being more vocal, because he's going to have Byron Scott's back. He's going to have to be more patient too with these young yeah, guys. He, yeah, yeah, and, and I think yeah. I think he will, especially with the help of Byron Scott, them being good, great friends off the court. And now you you kind of got like a Kobe's player friend coach now in the Lakers situation, and he he would you know he would go off of what Byron Scott is trying to produce to the Lakers and his mindset as well. Yeah, but I, well, I mean, you have so at this point, if he's a real leader. He's going to do it with his words and not by his actions anymore because he can't exactly. keep up for 82 games anymore. So if he can – and Steve Nash – I'm not writing Steve, Steve Nash off yet, but if you're going to start him and you're going to play him even 25, 27 minutes a game pending injury, he's going to need to have the ball. Kobe's going to need to learn, and we say over and over again that Kobe changes his game to um, – to map around his age and his abilities, he can barely jump and, and dunk anymore. So he's get, he's re, seriously in no, the beginning no, of not, the year not, last year. Yeah, not the COVID. We not the way we seen him dunk now. Not right, how well, the he flash was, he was up like yeah, he was up like six feet off the ground before. I remember the first dunk he had at the beginning of the year last year. I'm like, <laughs> oh boy, oh this is not the same. This is not the same Kobe. So I'll tell you this. Though. It, well, but if if he can learn to play off the ball. 
come off picks and be within 15 or 18 feet of the basket at all times, be able to fit, because he's always been one of the great finishers around the basket. Let Steve Nash run the point. The fluidity of the offense will be a lot better, and everybody will get more involved because Steve Nash is a perfectionist in his craft. I think Kobe has uh, learned that. I don't think we we looking at the last two or three two or three years of his career say he haven't learned to be a play around twelve to fifteen feet. I think he has learned. That's why he's still able to be successful. That's why he's still be able to Kobe. Now I would agree with this. He has been one of the greatest finishers in the game. He, he, he has been able to get his shot off or, or draw the foul right. and get to the right, line. He the has line, yeah. been that guy. Uh, now, we're not, we, we used to seeing Kobe dunk with some flash, but we used to that right. old Kobe. And our brain and our body tells us this is the Kobe I, you know, I like. So I was never a Kobe fan, but I re- always respect his assassination ability. I respect uh, how he approached the game. I w- that, was, that was Kobe. Giving Steve Nash the ball, I haven't, I'm never going to write any guy off who has two MVPs in, in a in a professional spell at the highest level of his sport and would possibly could have got three, uh, but he 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 politic for his buddy Dirk Nowitzki uh, to get it. But Steve Nash would have, you know, that Hall of Fame career that he has, I, I'm not going to write him off. When they talk about age and guys uh, playing a professional level, yeah, it catches up to you. But if a guy say he can play, his mind he still can play. His body's not going to let him down. I'll tell you, there's a huge difference between when people finish the season, they say, "Oh, well, this year he's, this year he's, uh, he's not playing as fast, or he's not strong or quicker." Well, if you enjoy the game, if you watch the game, if you got any knowledge of the game, it hasn't been a year. These guys lose that type of ability in six months. They lose that in six months. It, it from from the last game to the training camp, go back, having been injured for a certain amount of time, they lose that burst and that pop within six months. It's not a year, so you got to understand the, how physical this game is, how mentally it is, how it weighs on your body, and, and the respect that these guys have when they approach it, uh, like a Kobe Bryant, so he can still, if, he, if he's Kobe Bryant of, of late, or if, he, if he's Kobe Bryant where, come on, Steve, bring the ball up, or new guy, or young guy, bring the ball up. I'm going to post up this guy right here and hit, yeah. hit my turn. Yeah, and he'll still, he'll still get double teams. Yeah, yeah, he's and still he'll Kobe still Bryant. Be, right, he's still on the court, so he'll still get that respect, and that'll open up everything else. So if, if he can be the assist it, guy... He has to open it up for somebody who can finish the job. Well, and I think that slowly they but surely they're finishes. starting to huh? get some guys. Yeah, they slowly got Carlos Boozer can finish in the first and third quarter. Okay? <laughs> uh, don't bring Carlos Boozer up as bad as we talked about he's him. A bad, he's a no, great three-quarter player. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> three-quarter. Well, third quarter, not yeah, three-quarters. He's, he's perfect for the Lakers right now. And I, I've, I've been the one to badmouth him the most on this show because I think Taj Gibson should have been the starter. And now he's going to be relegated to the bench again because Powell's probably going to start. But Carlos Boozer is good at what he does. For the amount of time that he does it, he doesn't play defense, but that's fine. Nobody plays defense well, on the Lakers. To what, no, no, they don't. They're going to score more than seventy points a game this year. Is all I'm saying. The Lakers? Yeah, I mean that's it because he'll average fifteen and eight or thirteen and nine. That's see, what he see, does. That goes back to what we said or what I said as far as if you picture somebody in your head at a certain level, it's hard for you to say this is not the same guy. So it's hard for us to say that. Taj Gibson should have been started, or Carlos Boozer is this guy in the third quarter, or for three quarters. I say third quarter. I don't know if you guys saying three quarters. I'm, I'm saying Boozer, first and third quarter. I'm saying one quarter uh, of the Carlos Boozer that I knew in Utah, but I can't say he can't play because in my mind I'm thinking, where what happened to this guy? Where where did he go? And I know that stuff, systems and uh, you know different teams, philosophies. 
if you're a veteran that I think Carlo Boozer is and those other guys that we talked and mentioned, you're a veteran, you adapt to changing locations. You come in and you play the game. The game is still the game. The terminology changes, the, but most of these coaches run the same plays. Defensively, you have the same schematics. You, you, you still have to uh, come off picks. You still have to uh, uh, switch these guys off on, on, on a double team or switch off a pick. So the game, so what happened to Carlo Boozer? But in my mind, I'm thinking like Kobe Bryant, the guy that I respected as far as the game, the guy who like can't, I thought can never be stopped. I'm still thinking he's going to find a way to beat Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I mean, and remember when Jordan came back with the Wizards, he was slower. He couldn't jump as high, but his game was completely different. He scored 50 again well, when he came back after his second retirement. How was how long was yeah. he out? Was he out for two years? Yeah, something years? like that. Yeah, two years and not playing, not playing. And, and we talked about two years. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Two or three years. Yeah. Well, see, it's a lot into that where he wants to. He wanted to come back. He wanted to buy a team, and the powers that be say. How dare you? You think you're going to buy this team? We'll take care of you. We're going to show you we're still in charge. Now you got me onto some other stuff. <laughs> then his father passed away, so he comes back. So he paid his penalty for trying to be with the elite. Um, he comes off two years. He can't be. He couldn't be Michael Jordan, we expected. Right, well, That's Kobe's been he, off two years, you know, right? It, it's the same thing. Yeah, but Kobe's been playing. Jordan hasn't been playing. Yeah. Jordan tried to play baseball. Um, but we, 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 we talked about Kobe or... I mean, I'm sorry, Jordan running 45. That didn't even look like Jordan. We didn't recognize that guy who wore 45 as opposed to the 23. Now, speaking of 23, LeBron James talking about going back to the number 23 going in Cleveland. What do you guys really <laughs> think about this? Because this is the same guy. Okay. The decision, <laughs> the decision that I didn't, once I found out was about, didn't have too much of a problem with it. He could have done it. He could have did that a better way. All right. Now he's saying, I said, all right. Okay, so now he's um, he's changed the he's changed his mind about no one should wear twenty three because of Michael Jordan can't be the logo of the NBA because of Jerry West. No one should be able to wear twenty three. This guy goes to and I I know what it's about on the deeper end of it, but at, professionally basketball let's let's keep it right there. I'll keep it right there. He goes to Miami and he was he goes to number six. Now he comes back Cleveland wears twenty three. What do you guys make of it? I mean, I don't think it really matters. Why not? Because he's the it's same guy. You, yeah, it's the same player. I don't care if he wears. I don't care six, what number he wears, but the, what the, the actions and the words don't match. I mean, I, I like honestly. I, to me, I don't really care for it. But with him going back to Cleveland, I mean, it just looks so natural with him in the twenty-three jersey. Yeah, well, it, it no, yeah. Look, so, just, so here's the thing. I like the twenty-three yeah. LeBron. I like, I like the twenty-three because he grew like a lot of us grew he up. Grew up, yeah. Watching Michael Jordan, so thinking Michael Jordan was the best. I wouldn't but think I, about I, Michael. Who you think about Larry Bird? Well, you got to think about my time and generation where I was coming in. At. Well, see, that's what Jordan okay. was pretty much done. So one. it was just okay. Like this guy LeBron, he been wearing twenty-three. I don't mind that, but I have this argument all the time. I'm glad you brought it up. I don't mind that people say Michael Jordan was the greatest ever. How you define the greatest ever? How do you find that when there's guys other than Michael Jordan? Robert Horry has seven rings. Is he better than Michael Jordan? Who has Bill <laughs> Russell has 11 rings? Is he better than Michael Jordan? How you define that? I think it's all timing. Yeah. When, he's, when you start watching the game. But if you're a huge fan, there are sports writers and, and prognosticators and so-called great analysts. They don't just watch what's happening right in their life right now. They go back and do some research on the game itself and who was who. So then you can match those up. But then we're going to say it was timing. Uh, this guy played in that era. Michael Jordan played in this era. You, Demery, said, well, Jordan was on his way out. You was watching a, you was, I don't know. Who I was, was watching, you watching vintage, a, like old Michael 
Yeah, well, and Michael you can Jordan. say, "Oh, that guy's great." I can understand what people are saying, but do yeah. you say he's the greatest? Okay, I think with LeBron wearing twenty three, <laughs> there's one main thing, and I think it's a silent apology for everyone that didn't burn his jersey when he left. Oh, that's bullshit. Why? That's crap. Apology? I, well, what you, well, listen, what you mean? because so he comes back. Instead of making people buy new number six jerseys for him to stay there. He ain't making them do nothing. I understand. But I'm saying that that's not the main reason, but I'm saying that's one of the byproducts of his decision to stay with number 23. I understand that the new jerseys, new logo, new everything, new colors, which are sexy, by the way. I love that, like, that gold that that Cleveland wears now. So they're going to have to buy new jerseys to be kept up with the times now. But all those kids that are... 11 now that were 7 or 15 that were 11 that bought the oversized jersey could still wear the same jersey they had when he was in Cleveland. And you think that's why? You just, I you think, just I think that, I th- Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why. That's fine. I think that's part of the reason why he went back to 23. That's fine. I, I just seen And he I also just, wants to erase the last four years and go back but to I've exactly saying, how it was. I've been saying forever, this guy's trying to please too many people. I Look, I know that life, and it, 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 it gets... You on, I don't you think on, he's what do you mean by, What do you mean by that? Well, he had to... I think he's doing Cleveland a favor by signing a two-year deal. If he will go back home, why is it just a two-year deal? Because it's the salary cap's going up in two, two years, two so he can make more money. Uh, right. So, so you think he's going to resign? Yeah. Right. Well, and it'll give him it'll give him the ultimate opt-out if Kevin Love doesn't come there. The, yeah, because he signed it. And then report my code on this one. He yeah. signed a two-year deal with a one-year option. Yeah. yeah. He can come out of this deal next year. Yeah. But that, so <laughs> if again he's pleasing people, and that's nothing wrong with being a pleaser, but at the detriment of. Who you are, and you got to keep going back on, on doing this and doing that, going back on your word. I, I'm talking about the 23 and the six. I know why he did the six. Y'all don't know why he did the six. Julius that's not, No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, as a basketball. Well, yeah, as a basketball mind. Why did he go to the six? It's this not for that show, and you guys will never be ready for it. Um, he went to 20. He went to six for a whole other reason. He's at 23, but he said nobody should. My point is, and my question was. <laughs> Why he's going back to twenty three when he just, he stated no one should wear twenty three because Michael Jordan couldn't be the logo on the back of NBA. No man, nobody ever played this game professionally should wear number twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> he's going back to Cleveland wearing twenty three, and then it looks good to me because that's who he was in Cleveland. Yeah, but the fact that he said. What he's saying and what he's doing again is a whole nother he thing. He probably, when he said that, didn't think he was ever going to leave Miami, so it would never sure. be an issue again. You can't. They're be winning Miami. championships. Who was? Well, Miami was. He said that what two, three years ago. He said it what, four years ago. So when they were at the top of their, when, when Miami <laughs> was at the top, and I mean they, they obviously I still were. That's he, why he said it. Well, no, he didn't. Think. He never thought he was going to have to wear twenty three again. He never thought he was going to go back to Cleveland at that point. Alex, I don't think. Alex, he doesn't have to wear twenty three again. I understand, but going back, to, that's a little different. No, he's no, the no, Michael no. Jordan of. of Ohio he is and now he's the Michael Jordan of the NBA he's the best player on the planet like Michael Jordan was when he was in his prime right he was the best player on the planet it took it took the Boston Celtics it took the uh, Detroit Pistons it took the Los Angeles Lakers to make Michael Jordan. Who's making who's making uh, LeBron James he came in the best at high school Holly taunted Coming out, yeah. he wore. Didn't he wear number forty-five? I think or number thirty-two, 32. in high school. Then he changed to twenty-three his senior year. Comes into the league wearing twenty-three because he idolized Michael. That's what we do. I wore forty-two. Yeah. For, I wore the number forty-two for a certain reason. For for different guys that play in the league because I thought at my position and at their position they were the best at the game. So I understand why the he's wearing twenty-three, but 
But you never hear me say, I'm not had my number my whole career, but you never hear me say, nobody should wear 42 because Ronnie Lott, who, who can compare to that guy? No one should wear a 42. He so said, you don't think he should wear 23? I don't. I don't care if he wears twenty three or not. I just, I'm, I'm, sure? I'm, I'm positive. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was agreeing with Demery. I said I could care less. But when he, when you say that, why are you different from everybody else? Who else has twenty three? He is different than everybody else. He ain't different from anybody else that, that he can say he don't wear twenty three. But I changed my mind. I'm gonna wear it, but you guys can't wear it. So now everybody can wear twenty three. Everybody was still wearing twenty three. Yeah, yeah, but he this isn't like that's what, that's this is Davis wears twenty three. This isn't like a Jackie Robinson thing. I mean, where it's like you don't wear you don't wear number forty two yeah. because that's Jackie Robinson. I wear, I wear forty two because of Jackie Robinson. I understand. Do you play base? The, the, the sport doesn't matter. The idolizing of the 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 guy. Well, he's he, it's basketball, basketball. My forty two is for a different reason. His is from a, a totally different reason. He's he comes in as the greatest basketball yeah. out of high school. Like, yeah. how many high school guys had that acclaim? Then Kobe uh, Kobe Bryant came out of high school. We talked about Kobe like he was the next thing. It's not the same conversation we have when LeBron came out of high school. LeBron yeah, no, came in. Kobe the, was not the next as, greatest no, thing like he, like was, he was. was. No, because he came out. We we they we put a mantra on him saying the king, right? King James. <laughs> you, you know what? The, the king is the top. Kings are. King because and president. He, he the was same King thing. James because he was dubbed the chosen one. And when you're dubbed the <laughs> chosen one. But he was like one, nine years old. Yeah. So when you get dubbed, <laughs> you know, you got to wait the your turn to be the king. So who's the chosen one? The ju- who? He was okay. dubbed the chosen one. He was. One. Okay. And as a prince, and you the get witness, dubbed. The, the witness Nike t-shirts. This is why, older, this is why I can't king. explain the number six so to witness. you guys. This is precisely no, why I can't explain the number six. If I will waste my time explaining you guys, both of you. That's your opinion. Yeah, That's my fact. And I don't confuse facts and opinions. Now, he's dubbed the chosen one. Okay, so in our lifetime, uh-huh. who was the chosen one? Not not basketball, just who we put. You know, you guys just staying <laughs> athletic. You don't put the words to history. Now, who's supposed to be the chosen one? He's the next coming of what? Michael Jordan, right? Yes, he's the next coming of his new era. He's the new era. <laughs> he's taking no, over. Okay, he's, right he's now, right now, right now, <laughs> he's right now he's the best player in the NBA, right? And he has been for yeah. the last six years. I agree. Even when Derrick Rose won the damn MVP, he was the best player in the NBA. True. Okay. Uh, so no, no, true. No, <laughs> oh wow, no, he was, no, he was, he was. So any team, any guy that wins sixty uh, games with that Cleveland Cavaliers team, get the, how did Dirk Rose get it? Because they needed to give it to somebody else. That, make, that makes no sense. Shaq could have won MVP every year I that he was in the league during his prime. Yeah, I make could have. I make sense out of that. I, I understand. They I understand. have to give it to somebody else. Derrick Rose had a better season, but LeBron James was so, still the better player. Kevin Durant had a better season this he year. He is but not the MVP. Is still the better player won the That's MVP. Right. No, I know, but Kevin Durant had a better year because Russell Westbrook went out, but LeBron James is that still the best player. He was gonna make sure it does. He's, gonna make He's not going to average 35 damn points He's a game if Russell points. Westbrook was on oh, the court. You, you mad. Something wrong with you, but. What are you talking about? LeBron That's exactly James, what it is. LeBron James is the best in the league, and we say that for how long? Six years? Seven years? Well, every since, How long has he yeah. been in the league? Seven years? No, no he's, he's been, been in the league like 10. 10. Nine yeah. years? No, he's been in the league 10 years. He came in 2003. So yeah. he's been in the league been 10 years. 11 years. 11 years. 10, 11 Went years. by fast. So yeah, he's, been, he's been in the <laughs> best. <laughs> he's been in the um, He's been the best for seven, seven of those years. years. Yeah, probably. Maybe more. Six, eight. No, I mean, no, it's not. There were a lot more There were a lot more superstars seven years ago than there are now. Yeah, they were. They were. You sure about that? I'm positive. Yeah. I don't know. How many superstars are there? Seven years ago? Seven years ago, there were more. I just can think of Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Shaq. Because that's all you. you Shaquille, can, Shaquille, Shaquille but you can't think Dirk, Dirk, Dirk. Pau Gasol was a superstar, superstar back then. Dirk, when he was okay. Dirk was your superstar anyway, back then? anyway, he's the best player. How many superstars? He was the now? best player in the game. <laughs> so, 
Derrick Rose shouldn't have got the MVP. Yeah. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki shouldn't have got MVP. No, These Derrick guys, Rose deserved it. Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki deserved it. He deserved MVP. Well, but, the best player in the world is not always going to get the MVP. It's what, the better year. But Alex wasn't saying like Alex he was the best player that season. He was just saying he's the he was the best player, period. We say he's the best in the world today, right yeah. now. We say that. And I back that. when Derrick Rose won the MVP, he was still the best player in the world. He didn't have the best numbers. <laughs> he I didn't th- have the best number. How are you going to go off know. the numbers? So how, why did Derrick Rose get it? Because they had to give it to somebody else. Because they and he was so young. It was an exciting so story. Silly. That's silly He's the say, youngest MVP but ever. I understand that. They that's, wanted that's, that makes no sense. You don't, I you know don't it do doesn't, that. but that was the story. I, so, he, so, to, to me, so he had the best numbers, but we won't give it to Derrick Rose because we want to give it to somebody else. Dirk, uh, Steve Nash could have got three in a row and been equal to Jordan, but we want to give it to Dirk Nowitzki because he politic for that. So uh, am, I here, am I saying this right? Or Well, Steve Nash shouldn't have won it the year before when he won it. Why he shouldn't have won it the year before? He, he wasn't the best? He was like 17 points. And like, okay, so, yeah. okay, so, uh, so, so Derrick Rose is. Derrick Rose is. You guys don't hear yourself. Because he was winning. Listen, Derrick Rose's MVP stats. They were winning? 25, yeah. 25, 7 uh, and a half assists and 4 rebounds. Uh-huh. LeBron, 26 and a half points more. Rebounds, 7 and a half. So three more rebounds a game and comparable amount of assists. And, and, and they lost. So they, they, gave- they lost three more games. So who did uh, Miami? Miami. Yeah. So then Derrick Rose won, that, he won, won the MVP. He won MVP because they won three more games. It, it seems like it. Yeah, because they won that's more. By the, the numbers, by the numbers, LeBron yeah, had the best numbers by I, far. This is why. This is why. What I'm thinking is going to happen because you guys. LeBron crazy. had the best numbers by far in the in the MVP voting, but Derrick Rose got it because it was a better story. So it just was. He was younger. Because I get to write a story and give him the MVP. Yeah. Is that what it's about? That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. It's the same thing. It to me, it's all. I hear what you're saying. To me, it's all politics. It's okay. all. It's all nonsense. It's all politics. But I'm not gonna come out and say, oh, I'm not gonna write the story and say, I'm tired of him winning, even though his numbers say he should win. And then we went down to the wire with Le- LeBron James and Kevin Durant this uh-huh. year. Mm-hmm. But because this guy won, and I'm, I'm gonna give you another quick story after this, because he won so many times, let's give it to Derrick Rose. Yeah, that's, no. But that's no. how many MVPs does no. Kobe have? I don't know. I don't One. care. And I so so he should have got more. I mean, I I think look yeah. at the numbers. When, look at the years that he should have got and who had uh, who won it. And look at the stats. Look at the numbers. I thought I thought I've always thought you go by the stats and then you get rewarded for that. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I know it's not like that. So <laughs> so when you guys say LeBron's the we all know LeBron's that goes without saying he's the best he's the best in the world. But look at Derrick Rose's stats. And because he won three games more, that, don't warrant, but yeah, that doesn't warrant a three MVP. Fair. But the, the old adage of take the best, take that player off the team, and how is that team without that player? And, if, and to that point, yeah. the, okay. the Bulls okay. would have won 12 games without Derrick Rose, or whatever. They would have won 20 games. <laughs> how could you say that? I'm just saying, that year, they probably would have won 25 games. You know, all, the, you, know, you know the Bulls play defense, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, you I know understand. what they got in the playoffs this year without Derrick Rose. Yes. They played defense. We, yes. We, we yes, all, but no, yeah, but past two okay, seasons. Okay, but this is this is four years ago. I mean this this is a lot different yeah, but than, than it is now. Four years ago. They right. played defense four years ago. Right. Was Tom Thibodeau there? Did Tom Thibodeau get the MVP a uh, defensive head coach? Defensive I think MVP. He got, he got coach of the year. Coach of the year. Uh, that's okay. what I mean. Coach of the okay. year. Okay. So, but take Derrick Rose off. And take saying, the, okay, take, no LeBron, facilitators. take LeBron off too. Right, but then you have Dwayne Wade, who is still healthy, Chris Bosh. You had good players over there. They would have made the playoffs regardless. Regardless of LeBron being there or not. Miami? Yes. Yeah, because they're in the East. Uh, so are the Bulls. Yeah, but the Bulls got defense. 
How, right, how many right. years for the? Okay, LeBron been there for how many years? Four years. <laughs> how many years they years. played? Defensive? That was his first year. There. How many years did they play defense in, in Miami? They, they were they one of them. They were one of the best defensive teams in the NBA oh, they for those first two years. Yeah, they yes, were. They were. yes, they were. Yes, they were. They were. They were terrorizing. The Chicago Bulls been playing defense since Tom Thibodeau been there. Yeah, you had a young, two, Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah still playing. Young, played there. Young. I don't even know. Let me look at the roster. That roster was not good. That. Hold on. The Chicago Bulls roster. My good? my whole point is that Derrick Rose not on that team, they would have suffered more than if LeBron James was not on the Heat. I don't know That's you, what I don't I'm know, saying. I don't know if you because I don't know if we could say that. I don't I don't know that at all because that goes back to uh, if Magic Johnson would have played in Pistol Pete and all those areas. If Jordan would have played mm-hmm. in this era, Pistol how, Pete was how, good. How, how could those guys been who they are today? You can speculate all you want to. But if you go on by the numbers, you go by the numbers of the arrow they played in because the game changes every day. Like every year the game changes. So that's why the number 23 should never be retired because the game is going to change. Right. Somebody I didn't say going, that. Yeah. I was agreeing with I'm I don't say that. I'm going back to the whole where we started, the whole concept. For of, the time he said he was going back to Cleveland 16 days later, he said, I want to wear number 23. All right. Nobody should ever wear it. Now, how, th- my point is, how is this guy all of a sudden going to wear 23. Now, I know what the number six was about, but the 23, if you're going to say that, I'm going back to Cleveland. I don't think it was to appease some fans so they don't have to, who didn't burn their jerseys, don't have to buy a new jersey. That's the aura, that's the lore of it. You want to buy the new jersey. You want the new gold package jersey that they have. Right. You want the new jersey LeBron. Those idiots that burnt their jerseys, let those be the same ones <laughs> that's welcoming him back. How you get mad exactly. at a man for changing his, his job location for a better situation? Which he went to the four championships and he won two of them. Was that going to happen in Cleveland? He been asking Cleveland to put him around some better players or put better players around him. So that could have happened in Cleveland. I wish he would have stayed in Cleveland. And I said, and I was one of the guys on the show said, if he goes anywhere, let it be back to Cleveland. Yeah. Because I didn't want him traveling around the league. It's, sure. You don't. You see all those other superstars. They don't go anywhere. Now we could look at Charles Barkley. He went a couple places trying to with that. Should have had it in Houston, but ooh, and well, in Phoenix they run into. I mean, they run into Phoenix. Phoenix. That was probably the best team that he played on. Kevin Johnson in Phoenix because he had a he had a all everything in Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson, Mark West, uh, Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge. You had uh, Dan Marley. You had a young Dan Marley. They had all. They had a great team, but they ran into the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I mean that was just unfair. (laughs) 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 Ray Rice. Let's get into Ray Rice this way. Everybody making um and, and rightfully so. Um, and then they were saying, I watched when Steve, Stephen A. Smith won first take. I watched when he he, ma- he made comments about it. And when I took away from the comment, I thought, you know, yeah, this guy said no one should put his hand on a woman. I thought that was his message. That's, that's the message I got out of that. And then everybody just came out of the woodworks on Twitter. Of course they come on Twitter. Um, and said that he, well, uh, uh, I, now I know I can provoke my own beating. This was from women. Now I know I can provoke my own beatings. It was different. Different uh, people on Twitter, females on tw- women on Twitter. I'm sorry, on Twitter saying this, and I don't. I didn't take away from any of that. That Stephen A. was saying, you can provoke your 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 abuse by another man. Um, so that's the case right now. The NFL, inconsistent as they are, on punishment, and I, I think Demery and I, well, Demery and I did talk about this. You got marijuana situation. You got DUIs. We had people who killed. Who murdered people Killed someone And was able to play next year You got a guy uh, In Ray Rice at the moment Who had a spouse abuse Well It was his fiance Now it's his wife um, And it was only 
they say it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. So what? Who cares? But the two-game suspension, and I talked about the league wants to. I went through. I went through a whole bunch of nonsense. That the league wanted to keep the uh, that conference com- compatible, competitive with uh, it being Pittsburgh or maybe the Cincinnati Bengals. So you can't keep them out too long because you got the NFC West. You got the Cardinal. Every team in the NFC West could be that team this year. Um, AFC. Yeah. You got uh, Detroit, who's probably going to come out of the NFC North. You think so? I, I say probably. I say Green, probably. Green Bay might have something to say about that. Green Bay always has something to say about it, but I say it probably. <laughs> Detroit <laughs> never says anything <laughs> yeah. about that. That's their problem. I like Chicago. That's though. their problem. I like Chicago. I like all of them. That's what I'm saying. But the conference and Ray Rice situation, yeah. the inconsistency of the two games. Um, I think there should have been more because the inconsistency of Roger Goodell, he haven't even punished Ursa yet, and it, which is, you can't do it. You remember the Pac-Man, Adam Jones? I call him, I'm going to call him Adam Jones. Yeah. But Pac-Man, you know how many chances he had in the league? You, that, <laughs> that is, being in the National Football League is, man, you got icing on the cake or any professional sport or anything you, you strive for and you reach it. That's icing on the cake. And these guys get in trouble and consistently get in trouble. When anybody else would have been out the league, like you don't have, say, come out with the words, "I want a project." So Adam Jones go get this chance and that chance, and he goes out and do the same thing. And now the receiver in in Dallas has handlers. He has two handlers to follow him around twenty four hours a day. It's working. These grown men working, but he a grown man. He got a the Dallas Cowboys are paying for those handlers. Yeah, I mean that's their business and their property. Yeah, uh, because once you uh, identify yourself with the NFL, then you can't mess up our brand. So what Ray Rice did, that was a brand. Do you, do you think that? If it wasn't videotaped, he would have gotten more or less of an extension, uh, more or less of a suspension, because it leaves a lot more. The videotape, the, the videotape should have been more. Should have been more. It wasn't. Right. But say it wasn't videotaped. Do you think it l- lends more to the imagination? Like, oh, if he beat the hell out of her, which is awful, and we've talked about that. We, we don't even have to say that anymore. That we know that's really bad. Okay. If, if Rodney, Do you think it would have been more? If Rodney King's stuff wouldn't video, the whole been a whole different trial. Yeah, totally. The, whole, the, the video was powerful. I mean, you seen somebody dragging. Let's say it wasn't Ray Rice, or it was. Let's, well, let's, and let's, also, let's say, he didn't hit her on videotape. That's we, it's still all speculation. No, he didn't hit her on videotape that we seen. Now, how you explain every? You think he was in a, a Motel Six? He was in a, a probably a nice hotel where they have cameras everywhere, not to invade your privacy, but the cameras in a hotel for stuff like that. Now, how you explain uh, Jay-Z and Solange knows? How you explain that? That video came out. I think, to ask you a question in a long way, I think that video inside the elevator haven't come out yet. I think Roger Goodell, if you know, you know the NFL, like, there's a lot of stuff that they can cover up. There's a lot of people who are involved with the top of the NFL, and it's not who you think. There's a lot of stuff they can cover up. That video just haven't come out yet. It just haven't come out yet. But... You see anybody, any man dragging a, a woman out of the elevator, I don't care who you are, who it is, that's a suspicion. You don't know what he did. Did he drug her or what happened? We, we lead to speculation. I'm, I need to call the authorities. Let me go to the tape in the, inside the ele- elevator or when it happened. You go to any casino in uh, Vegas from the time you walk in that building or before you even walk in that building, you on video, you on tape. And they can pull all that stuff up. So I'm just saying, Roger Goodell dropped the ball on this. Was that a fair punishment? The two games, I say no. What do you think he should have gotten? So he should got four games, and and he did the counseling. Um, I don't know. If he was being counseled at home, or he had to go somewhere because most times it makes it easier for athletes. Um, he did the counseling. Yeah, he's uh, doing the counseling. But it, what, what took? Why I was so lenient is that his now wife, then fiance. 
had a meeting also with Roger Goodell and professed that this is not their life. They apologized. This is not, it was an incident, it was an isolated incident. Uh, she might have said this, said that, but still that didn't warrant him to right. uppercut her like he was fighting another man. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he's been documented his whole life as being a really good guy. You know, he's quiet, he keeps to himself, he's a painter, he reads, he lives in a 400, I read somewhere that he lives in like a $400,000 house in Baltimore. What's wrong so, with that? He's not like a lot of NFL players that you know of th- that I that I know and read of because I this again it's all speculation I only have so much information right you know go gaudy vacations buy cars you know all this stuff he lives a very simple life even for the amount of money that he makes so it seems like again speculation so, so, I know but that's not, it's not like serial killer keep to yourself <laughs> right it's no. just like he just seems like a normal guy he paints he reads he's very he, he seems to be a pretty emotional guy so and what, it was a bad mistake that guy with that demeanor what took him over the edge I don't know uh, probably alcohol who knows yeah people well, I mean it's we're not, speculating again right yeah okay well yeah but they I mean were? they seem to be hammered I mean he they did. were hammered yeah <laughs> he was <laughs> come on <to> man. <laughs> I mean, any, yeah, anything could have took him over the top. I mean, especially dealing with a black woman or any woman. Oh, my goodness. Go, any go ahead. Woman, Let me hear this. I'm, any woman. <laughs> any speculation with a woman, I mean, could take you over the edge, period. I mean, it's not right to, you know, to uh, violence a woman, put your hands on a woman. But, you know, you get tempted to by the relationship that you have. And, you know, some so women just push you to that to that point. So, so with that, him being so warrants- with him being so calm and quiet, you know, it's probably easy. She knows his buttons to press, and like you, like you said, he's so different. What well, NFL player you know is so calm who goes home and paints and <laughs> sits in their four hundred thousand dollar home. You know what? And I, don't do I, anything. I, like, my attitude is I don't care, so I don't let anything bother me. So somebody, so yeah. somebody would say, somebody would say, oh, they would paint a picture, you this, you that. I I actually don't care. Right. I, I I don't let it sink so far into my DNA where I care, and I'm gonna be who, when I when I'm gone. I, I'm going the way I go. Yeah, on but my I, own, on being so, me. So that's but it's fair. not gonna be right. It's not gonna be right. But because everybody, because we want everybody to be what we want them to be. We want athletes to be role models. Role model your own kids. Mm-hmm. How are you going to tell this guy who come from another background somewhere else to role model your kid? <laughs> he has no understanding you're living your life or where you come from. I can't role model your kids. I don't have a problem with being a role model, but I'm just saying, don't put that out there, parents, to say, oh, that's a great guy to follow. Okay, Ray, Ray Rice, great mm-hmm. guy to follow. Paints, does all this stuff, lives in a modest 400,000 home, which is not modest at all, but... He just uppercut his uh, fiance. Yeah, and and to you and knocked her out. What you just said, you've gotten in arguments with people. I mean, you, you I know, love arguing. I, I understand. You don't say, but I mean, you got arguments <laughs> with with women, men. It doesn't matter. But you never crossed that point. You know, it's just like yeah. he he made a mistake. And yes, it was a really bad mistake. And you should never hit him. We know that. We've said that all the time on the show. But he made a mistake. He's never. He's a first-time offender, allegedly. I mean, I don't know what happened before he went to school or, or he's whatever. He's a first-time offender. They got caught. I don't know. Okay, I, I agree. and that's fine. I agree, but I don't know. I'm speculating also. So do you give somebody, because he didn't cheat, he wasn't taking performance-enhancing drugs, he wasn't abusing some sort of banned substance, he wasn't doing anything like that, he made, he made a mistake that had no, no bearing on the NFL. It really had no bearing when because you, there's a lot of people that are doing really bad things that are still able to play in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with that, and I, I think so. It's wrong. Two games, fine. No, should, four games. No, uh, but two games. Uh, listen, if he does it again, 
a year. Well, what they, they did... Uh, I know about, one time isn't better than the other, but look at James right. Harrison. You always talk about James Harrison. All these things, he gets... He hits people, he gets a warning. He hits people, he gets a warning. You're talking about football, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking and, about football. I'm talking about... No, no, not the outside stuff. Now, when we talked about James Harrison... They were changing the game, so they right. they had to make him an example. And he got the seventy five k, right? Yeah. And then a hundred. But do you know you know that that you know the way he played football was the way they taught us to play football. You know that. Yes. And they and they make money off those hits. I got fined, and the Cardinals San Diego game showed that thing every twenty five hundred bucks. Seventy five. Seventy five hundred. Sorry. Seventy five hundred. Sorry. But <laughs> it was different back then. <laughs> seventy five hundred. But Jeez, and I tried to peel that. It was. But they at the end of the year, like James Harris hit. They they show that to little kids and they they try to make football safe so they, they cater to women so now Ray Rice hits his fiance now wife uh, up cups her and drags her out of the elevator that just don't look right I don't care it doesn't what the, the next time it's gonna be worse so what is gonna make uh, a four game suspension I see it, I yeah. say that's a case law to all this it has been done before just because Ray Ross is his first time it has been done before right. so whatever that punishment was then. This is what case law is. What her punishment was then, he should be paying that punishment. Yeah, it's time you to catering it. to women, but he's knocking one out. So you cater to women for a whole lot of reasons, so their sons can play football and make the game. Why you think Disney put make all these cartoons with sex in it so these young kids can start doing it at a young age so Disney never goes out of business? I went above y'all head, but you wouldn't know that. Now, NFL caters to women. Excuse me? I now the NFL. I mean, I definitely came. understood what I did, you said. Yeah, okay, I did, did you? Oh, I got okay. it. Yeah. I got it. Now I want to see this number six thing. Maybe it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. two times yeah. three. Yeah. Two times three equals six. I don't yeah. know if you guys yeah. saw that coming. Yeah. Who said that? LeBron. Oh yeah, he or, said that. On, LeBron said that on TV. On, now, LeBron's a he's a pleaser. And that's fine. But yeah, back. I like what you said about the Who Ray don't? Rice. <laughs> I like what you said about the Ray Rice comment with. You know, this has happened before. Domestic violence by NFL players, period. Yeah. That has happened before. So just like you, uh, illegal hits happen, and you see the fine gets bigger and bigger by another player than their first time, than that first guy that made the legal hit, than that first fine, then why not extend the game suspensions for Ray Rice? Because, like, Darrell Washington, he's, he just did it. Right. With the Arizona Cardinals lost the whole season. You know what possibly could have happened if you hit your wife in the elevator? Because Darrell Washington just did it. Right. And there was already a punishment for it. He's, he's not playing this year. The Cardinals about to miss out on a great athlete. Now, we're running out of time. we got to go. So, I, I'll say this on the way out. Alex Clancy, Demi Lachey, Kwame Sports Talk, but on the way out, I'll say this. Um, don't expect... Outside people don't expect so much from an athlete. Why do you buy a ticket? I didn't ask Tiger Woods to raise me as a man or a husband or or, or I just like the way he plays golf. Don't expect so much, put so much on an athlete that you can't do yourself for your own kids. Anything for, y'all want to put in? No, that was good. No, that, that was, was good. I mean, no, I, was you hit the nail on a coffin like that. No, was, um, Ray Rice. If it happens again, look for a way harsher punishment. And it's got to be more than four games. And he got I, I, I disagree that I think that the two game actually was okay. It was an awful thing that happened. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of the things that have happened, murder, uh, cheating time, in a sport, it. Anytime you got to put your hands on a woman, just walk away and never come back. Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll be t- we'll be here tomorrow. We could talk. We could touch on it again. Generally, Shay, we'll be we we'll see you guys tomorrow. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 
9 a.m. Pacific time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 